Hello and welcome to the Captain's Table, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Paul, Berserker01, Batman Shelly. I should probably also turn on the camera so y'all can see who are guests they can see. <laughs> um, your humble host and space bartender here at the Astro Pub and yours facilitator here at the Captain's Table. Now, what is the Captain's Table? Where I bring people from all over the Star Citizen universe to discuss various aspects of Star Citizen. Lore, news, uh, reviews, uh, theory crafting, just sit down and talk. Uh, now, originally, uh, I was going to have a couple people come on. Uh, we had Ollie and, um, and Level Cap going to come on, but uh, a health issue happened with, uh, with one of them, so we decided that we're, I was going to kind of have to d delay this, and so I had to scramble. So I asked for some help in jail, and Zark asked, so, so, so kindly said, yeah, would you come on and talk? So, and it also helps out that it's Alien Week, so we can ask some questions about for jail, since he did that wonderful translation of the, uh, the, 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 the Xi'an message, which came out recently. Um, but also because we're going to talk a little bit about the Banu Merchantman today. But before we get to all that, let's get started with Zark. Who are you? What do you do in Star Citizen? And where can they find you? Um, they can find me on your Discord. Um, yes. Just a <laughs> basic community member. Play the game. Help new people find their way. Nothing much. Yeah. And I uh, love to talk about Star Citizen. That's why I'm here. And Jail. Who are you? What do you do in Star Citizen? And where can they find you? Uh, I'm Jail. You can usually find me on uh, the Law System podcast with Paul. Um, I do some xenolinguistic stuff, and uh, yeah, this is a good time of the year for me because they have loads of contests around my interests. <laughs> um, now let's let's get started with the discussion on speaking of of xenolinguistics, linguistics, and xenos in, in general. The Banu Merchantman had a big reveal for ISC, a lot more information, a lot more stuff seen, seen for it. Um, just general thoughts. Jail, what are your general thoughts on, on the Banu Merchantman, which you saw? I think that, um, you know, there's some stuff in the chat about questioning, is it getting too big? And it does seem to have absolutely everything in the kitchen sink. I love the style of it. I think that the fact it's got a little bit bloated as some people have noticed um was essentially um that was always going to happen given the number of features they intended for it uh and i'm really excited to see it i think it looks i think it looks really great and i, I really like how they're building on the ideas of um what does it what would an alien a big alien ship like this look like and be in, in a way which would be very different to a human ship Yeah, uh, I was going to say one of the things that it's important to remember is is to give context because this was released in I think in co in concept was released in twenty fourteen, right? I think even thirteen. Twenty thirteen. I believe it was even before the Carrick. Yes, yeah, super. And the Carrick is twenty fourteen. And when it was released in the concept, uh, at the same time, the Caterpillar was called the Evil Freelancer. Mm. To give a context. So things have expanded dramatically from that time period. Pretty much all of the ships that were larger than a single seer fighter from that time um, have ex ballooned in their size over time just because of the nature. Because they, they didn't really have the metrics down at that point. So they were just kind of working off of what they thought. And then as they've developed it, they've realized they needed wider spaces and all sorts of things. So 
that's it's not just the Ben and Merchman. Everything from that that time period has gotten bigger. Zark, yeah, your thoughts? It's, Go ahead. Sorry, Joe. No, I was just completely agreeing with you. Like, there was so much stuff where they just let artists run free and go, draw us a cool ship. And they had concepted gameplay mechanics for those cool ships. And then when one met the other, something had to give. Yeah. The Merchman. Where do I start? Um, yeah. Yeah, I think... Um, during the ISC and the Walt leak afterwards, or the, mm-hmm. the Walt picture, I probably went to through a pack of samples. Um, I, I'll be honest, the first iteration of the Merchantman, it wasn't mine. Um, when it was still pretty much 125 meters, the alien alternative to the Carrick. Um, but ever since... CitizenCon two years ago, I believe, when they showed uh, showed the update, oh boy, they made this ship something insane. And mm. I, w- I was always interested in how they bring the Defender to the size, because having something organic is easy if you have only a small ship. Mm-hmm. And now you have the whole tree, these uh, this uh, tree of life thing that goes through there. Mm-hmm. you have all those I mean as I said you have those small corridors you walk through and then it opens up to the bazaar just those impressions on that's not even talking about all those curves and how they flow from from one spiral to another S- simply architect I can't wait to see morph- morphologists reviewing that beast <laughs> yeah, I I have some interaction with architecture, and I'm just what the what have you done? Those guest rooms, boy, the gold mean they use the gold mean like a, like the, the spiral. Um, yeah, it's yeah. and it's just insanely well done. Um, I I'm. Also pretty glad that they changed the wings. It's not this folding upwards, this awkward um, first animation, but now they go inside, uh, they um, move in, then move out. Um, yeah. Very, very excited about the thing. The only, the only thing I'm kind of torn about is the turret room. Because it's this grand room, and I am not someone who asks for big guns usually, but boy, please have this sort have guns that yeah, that allow for this room to have a purpose, to really pull in the awe of you go into the through into the turret, you go through this room because no shit gets real. Yeah. One one thing has to be said, the first angle of the Merchman, they had to look for the worst angle just to bring the memes online. The memes. Otherwise, I ca- yeah. Otherwise, I can't explain how this happened. 
It's uh, what is it? Misa uh, uh, Misa Benu Merchantman. Is that, is that that's a joke that it looks like Jar Jar Binks? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, in the wall pictures, it's much better looking. So mm-hmm. they pretty much had to look for the worst angle, and every ship has one. Mm-hmm. But oh boy, oh boy, and then the cargo hold with all of those one SCU crates. Boy, this 3, thing is a six hundred. Someone, someone, someone in chat calculated. It's, it's over three thousand SCU. Um, I believe um based on the concept image with the uh, from CitizenCon where they had the thirty-two SCU container stacked, it's more like two and a half thousand. Mm-hmm. They reduced it from the original three point two thousand. But John Root said something about this, but. We will know it when the ship is finished. Yeah. Um, I, I will say it it looked good in my opinion. I liked the the market. It it, it felt very open air market. It felt very it feel felt very ancient market for anyone who's seen like kind of the old markets from in Europe, uh, especially like the old Roman markets, which are the way that the way they're built. It feels very similar to that. Um, I must say, I thought more Arabic markets. That too. Like bazaars. Like, yeah, very bizarre and that kind of stuff. It's it feels Mediterranean. It feels like a like a Mediterranean yeah. or 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 like an open air uh the with with the the all of the different stalls facing inward and uh kind of kind of double layer in the middle, kind of center. Um yeah, pe- people in chat are talking about like like the promenade from Deep Space Nine. It's very, very similar mm-hmm. to that kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Um and it's obviously the kind of influences for that. Yeah, the uh, only thing I, ha- I haven't understand is you have the sleeping area with the circle of cuddles mm-hmm. and you it's- have nine beds but like 30 seats oh uh, well you don't have nine beds those aren't beds because Xi'an don't use beds sorry yeah, Bano, but don't, Bano don't use it beds it is in- intended for human yeah. use so they have they have nope. put in some, de- some beds because they say it's, su- human it's sufficient for human use, but it's more like um, a sort of reclining couch from the Banu. I'm kind of like yeah, bullshitting yeah. it a little bit, but you know yeah. they, they yeah they they did this with the defender as well. Banu don't sleep, lie down to sleep, so but they have to put in something so that human players can log in, log out. So these nine, I I would call them relaxation couches, which can mm-hmm. be used as beds. You know the. There should be sufficient, and there's the two state rooms as well, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Uh, but but again, um, the relaxation couches are like nine or ten. Yeah, and you have thirty seats in uh, in the circle, which seems a bit disappropriate. Um, no, not disappropriate. Dispropor- disproportionate. Disproportionate. Yeah. 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 Listen, but I guess you all... might. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. You might be. You might be bringing your friends back for a party. I mean, that's what, oh, what is that? What is that center thing used for? It's a it's a sex pit. We all know it's a sex pit. All right. Uh, it's 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 one of those those uh, those hot tubs that you just do not want to to go into for a very long time. I mean, you know, I know people have asked us, can we do X club X club or Y club? Well, you have the buy area, uh, the bazaar area, and then you have, <laughs> then the, you have the, 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 the VIP pit. area with the sex pit. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um 
I, does I, that. I do like a lot of the aspects of it. It does. It it feels alien enough without without it feeling too unusable. I think, and that makes me it, you, the honest God thing is looking at it and go, I'm really looking forward to the um, the Raylan now, because mm, yeah. like the the Merchantman is a good is 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 going to set a lot of those examples, or like say the the Driller. You know, I'm sure we'll see a Vandal Driller or some Vandal like in ships with interior components in Squadron Forty Two just to see how alien they look. Uh, because you typically use with video games, you'll see the, the default alien design is spherical, like, like lots of spheres or ovals and, and very smooth lines and stuff like that. But the, like Banu takes it to an, to an 11. Um, to, br to bring, to bring up crisis again, the, the, in the first game, when you enter the spaceship and you just have these, this zero G room where you have no idea which direction is where. So so alien is feeling, and that's great. And mm -hmm. uh, same and with the merchantman, they have brought it back to a usable amount of strangeness, like all those doors that fold in and fold out, the healing pits, mm -hmm. the jelly slime baths, whatever they put in there. It, it's. It's an back, awesome ship. Back to tanks. I've got to start calling them. I think. Yeah. yeah, I always like the, those little things next to them. I always assume that those are like like aromatherapy because knowing the Banu, <laughs> it's like the Banu like like have heard of the ter the term aromatherapy. It's sort of like humans like smelly things, so we're just gonna just start filling these these things with r random smelly things and make humans feel better, right? Because yeah. <laughs> random smelly things from a perspective of a Banu. You yes. do not want to be in this room. <laughs> well, you do not want to be there. Banu have a very sensitive sense of smell to the extent that they think that wheels stink, which I think might have just been the law team sort of um, being passive-aggressive towards their experiences at CitizenCon. <laughs> they, just, they just have a chapter in the, in the language guide called You All Smell. And, um, <laughs> but yeah, they, they, for them, an aromatherapy bar would actually probably be quite delicate from our perspective. Our perspective. Yeah. I can, well, I can, I can also see that. that like but cleaning, considering that they... Cleaning the air is like, like if you're, if, especially if you're like in rehab, having the idea that you have something that's designed to just fill the area with clean air, like, a, like an air purifier almost, right next to your, 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 your drippings with goo bed. Um, but so considering this... Like Banu can, uh, but 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 Banu can eat pretty much everything if I remember right. Yeah, yeah, they have a strong so, constitution. Yeah, so they pretty much eat everything, and usually, and now it would be interesting if their sense <laughs> of taste is like with us human linked to their sense of smell, and hence if they would eat pretty much everything because they can and they are very pragmatic in this way they might actually find very strange things tasty and those things can, could smell very, very badly for us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's more to the point that they just, um, they're not saying that it, we have a very detectable smell for them, even though yeah. they, they can tolerate a great deal of different flavors and intensities of flavors. They're just quite aware that we, we just have a more of a pong than uh, they do. Inter yeah. Just to sidetrack a bit, um, interesting thing is if you visit Asia, Asian people don't really sweat like we Western people do. 
So they are very sensitive to our body odor. So if you don't shower every day, probably even if you do in the, in the evening, you smell for them. So they keep the distance. So it's the same thing. But yeah. it is pretty much real life um, with similar... Yeah, we smell as well. I was going to say it's very similar to um, kind of the ancient Roman and like Mediterranean concepts of having communal baths. That's that's the really the, what people are calling it the sex pit. To me, it always seems like a communal. It seems like a like a like a communal bath because like you have the, the couches and everything else like that, which very. Feels I don't very see how those things can't be put together. Sex pit and bath. Pit. <laughs> yeah, I mean. If, if the, the whole place kind of looks like a nautilus from the yeah. top, if you consider it, and the end of the nautilus seems to go off to some sort of ablution area, though it remains to be seen what that involves. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Overall, I think that the Banner Merchant looks good. It looks great. Uh. And and I've I've been calling it the the um, the trader's carrick because that's really what it is. It's 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 going to meet all of the desires you need as a trader. Um, and it's you know, it's going to have a respawn bed. It's going to have it has all this space. It has you know place for your crew. It has lots of guns. Uh, it's got its own trading area. It's got lots of cargo. Like it's it's it is what the Carrick is for exploration. It is for trading. Uh, In all honesty, I would go so far and say if you have more than six people and you want to go and you want to go explore, take the merchantman, not the Carrick. Yeah. Well, to a degree. Uh, yes, fast card. Another Carrick killer. Uh, I don't think it'll kill the Carrick, though. I think it's it's too big and fuel inefficient compared to yeah. the Carrick, I'll be sure. But it's it's one of those things where it is an overpowered ship. And it makes sense to be, make it an overpowered ship because it's designed to be to fill a role that is very difficult for any other ship except for maybe a privateer to fill. Uh, all right, let's move on to the next major topic, which is 3.17.2. Uh, we got a bunch of um, leaks recently for 3.17.2, and uh, I'm going to ask the cast about their own kind of thoughts of things that have been pulled out there. Uh, Zark, what are things, anything that's, that surprised or excites you about 3.17.2 that we know, now that we know it's gone to the Ducati? To be honest, I haven't been looking too much into the leaks as of uh, for 3.17 because much of the things I got notice of are the things we pretty much knew already. We knew of all those things they work on. Monthly report. Read the monthly report. That's Easy. pretty much it. Um, we have the Siege of Orison going on. We have the... No, no the, the Kiosk were, were for 318, not 72. <sighs> okay. Now I know why I hate those two patches because which was which. <laughs> um, yeah, I must say it's a good content patch. It has nice things to do, but I will just hop over to three eighteen and be done. I'll be honest. Maybe maybe I do one or two runs of the Siege of Orison, but I want three eighteen. I will go in and I take all those bad bugs, all the problems, all these crashes that the persistence will bring, and I will enjoy it. Okay. No, nothing, nothing really like standing out for you. Anything? Just waiting for three eighteen. 
Siege, Siege of Origin is great, um, mm -hmm. especially if it's really like a precursor for a true inner building die hard situation. Mm -hmm. Awesome. But aside from the event, I don't see that much excitement. It's I have been waiting for persistence like <laughs> too long now. At this point, it's giving persistence. Give it, give it, give it. All right. Uh, Jail, any, anything stand out for you in terms of the 317.2, what we've seen for, for the notes and everything? I think the Siege of Origin does what it says on the tin. It's going to give people some new FPS content and mm -hmm. a bit of flight content. Great. I'm sure people enjoy that. And there's a few. There's a couple of things where, where it doesn't really... well. I don't think anyone's getting that excited about the new Lagrange points because they're probably going to be more of the same of what we've seen with the mm -hmm. the Lagrange points already filled. But then the other three features, I think, have some real interest for me. Um, Derelict Reclaimer, that looks really cool, um, and it I think it really shows what they're thinking for derelicts moving forward. It's far more detailed than the derelict javelin we've seen. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's like things growing inside it in the leaks, and that's that's nice. Um, and that that shows the direction they're trying to take. Points of interest to me. I think that the illegal des delivery missions that's going to you know provide some fun for people, but I think that's their first. Well, it's it's still early forays into having missions that have diverging reputation impact, and it not just being a list of jobs, but a lifestyle that you choose by going through which missions you choose. But the, the really big feature, the one which is is really going to be built upon, although this is only the the basement concrete layer, is the AI planetary navigation mesh. Because that gives them the ability to send out, say, to start programming in things like saying um, these two locations, there's like a spaceport and a mining facility, and you will find vehicles driving back and forth between them. It allows the AI to navigate across planets, which they can't do currently, and that's a huge feature. Even better, um, as you spoke about the derelicts, to bring life into those derelicts, to make them populated, to have animal, humans and later on animals roam them, we need a planetary enough mesh, because those derelicts going forward they will be procedurally placed mm -hmm. so the ai needs to procedurally take a look where I am i how can i move and yeah so i, I mean I've, I've said quite a few times before that i really i really think that in order to make the worlds that they have written without massively scaling back their ideas of what the UE looks like. They need to get procedural cities in a way that goes into procedural landscape, and they need to get procedural roads in the same way they're doing procedural, well, in, in a way that's related to the way they're doing procedural rivers. And if they can't crack those two, then they can't make a, the sort of living, lived-in universe. They can only make what we see with Stanton and Pyro, which is these very kind of like young colonial worlds. Um, so... You'd never be able to make terror for example as described so i say so first of all procedural roads they pretty much cracked this already hmm. um the rivers are procedurally generated for the most part at least that's what it was heading to and 
they work with scaling on the height map. You yeah, simply they... have to exchange the height map with city location or travel destination, and you can generate a road map. Of course, but the fact is that they haven't yet completed this, and they haven't yet delivered on those, on or even really talked about it in a long time. But you know, if, if we want our, you know, if you want to sit at a place like, say, Magnus, which is only one jump away, but it's been there for a, you know, a few more, a couple more centuries than Stanton, and it should have, in theory, towns, and those towns should be linked. Um, that that is that is a very that that objective needs to be created needs to be met. But so, so similarly, similarly, this whole navigation mask thing and having people being a, having the AI being able to navigate between the locations on the worlds what you already have, I think, is um, a step towards that that life that they would then have. Um, definitely, yeah. And by roads, I'll be honest, I'm not sure. If if they bring in the roads right now, what would connect what? We don't have any distance that makes sense to connect via road. You will not draw. I think the only sensible distance is the one outpost right next to Lorville, and even that's 100 kilometers. Mm-hmm. So if you take any other outpost and connect this to Lorville, aside from a couple of Crazy idiots. No one will drive 800 kilometers in there with a rover. Well, no. I, I, I continue to say that the reason why the, the roads are important isn't because necessarily players will do it, but because NPCs will drive. So that way you have, you have mesh for NPCs to drive from point A to point B, and then you will have missions that will involve those NPCs, or just randomly you could stop those, those NPCs driving and see what they got. You know? For this, we need the planetary nerf mesh. Yeah. And yeah. I think, well, but as I said, I think the road part of living, living, breathing planets is done pretty much. The more interesting part is we have the colonial outpost. And I'm pretty sure they have already a somewhat procedural tool to create them, to place them. And in theory, we could connect them. The other part is building cities. And that's pretty much where more or less my field of expertise lies within. Procedurally generating a city means you have to cut corners and use magic wherever you can, because otherwise you're pretty much fucked. Um, reason being is cities are very complex, and if you break them, so you have you already have to break them down just so it can be viably in-game. Then you have to proceed to generate the interior of buildings, at least some of them. Then you have to think, okay, how big is such a city? Is it 10 square miles? Is it 50 square miles? And then you have to think about, okay, those things they can't repeat, but they should look similar. So even without modern standards, I say, which would make it completely impossible, just generating the cities on the fly and still have them playable and interesting areas, this will be a huge problem. Yeah, I don't think they'll ever probably have 
really big procedural cities that are quote to, to quote the usual phrase, playable and interesting. Yeah. I think that they would be flyover kind of places. You'd have a, a central location that maybe is explorable, and then highways in and out, uh, and, and maybe train network. But that essentially, much like you know the bulk of Lawville, it's set dressing. But that is an important set dressing to have in order to to yeah. to represent a place that has been inhabited for several hundred years. But if we um, only talk about set dressing, we already have procedur procedurally generating cities. We don't Art have or... procedural generated cities that actually merge into landscape yet, which is the feature I was actually saying that they're missing. Okay. Yeah, and uh, the thing that the thing that is uh, I would to, to completely agree with you as well. Um, you're right that there's nowhere in Stanton where roads make sense, and that's a great reason why to start why starting with Stanton was was a great idea because they don't need to make fully developed human habitations essentially. They they have their one like mega city planet and everywhere else is just sort of outposts. But they'll need to overcome those those barriers. But what the nav mesh allows them to do now is to have the areas around these points of interest actually inhabited with you know the mining car going out to collect resources or the um the security team patrolling a perimeter around the town. So it's not just you know, this tiny little oasis of buildings and then nothing. So, I'll be honest, if if I were CRG, I would bring, the next step of bringing plans to life, I would do the following. First, I would use the colonial outpost, place them, connect them with roads. Just use, I mean, we can start over in Lawville, uh, in Pyro, but we could also use Lawville, we could use Microtech, Place them around the main city. Okay. Those aren't big um, outposts. They, I mean, we, we've seen them. That's like three buildings or four. They mm. can be played. They can be placed easily. They can arrange procedurally. Everything works. And then, instead of scaling up um, to a city, we go from an outpost. To a small town, so we place two or three of those outposts together, and then four, and then we, and then I would actually go and create outpost buildings that are double story, uh, double storage. So you have pretty much two outposts on top of each other, and then three, and then four. So you don't generate the city as much as you generate growing outposts that. In the end, may rival a city. That's the uh, more, yeah. So the thing is, is what you're talking about is the is the procedural is the is um, the colonial outposts. I I don't think you're going to see a situation where we're going to see Star Citizen build towns as something that goes from a outpost, like from like like a like a research lab to a small village to a, to a town to a city. I think you're likely going to see different procedural tech developed to procedurally generate a town. And that town will be that town forever, or that city will be that city forever. And that's what we're seeing with the colonial outposts, is, is that. The, the, so. the thing is, um, colonial outposts, if you, if you have to imagine that the outside of those things, how, how they look, you can change. 
Um, but they have decolonial outposts, they work, and they can be procedurally, procedurally generated, generated as far as I know. Mm -hmm. Next step, and then you can use this as a base block, and instead of putting one block down, you put two next to, next to each other, or maybe on top of each other. And this is how you get the towns and the cities with the same base building block. This is how I would do it. I'm not sure if it works engine-wise or if they they are in such a way feasible, but this is how I would tackle this instead of trying to create a city or, or a tech to create a city from scratch. Because this is just... Dark, you do know they already did that, right? That's that's the basis of the planetary generation tech was that 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 CryEngine the CryEngineers built a city from scratch, procedure generated a city from scratch. Yes, but the but, the, the but issue yeah. that Zark and I have been talking about here is that yes, they can make a city, mm -hmm. um, a cityscape, and they can make landscape, but that transition zone is actually really challenging to build. Where you you're going from your archicult to your microtech landscape in a way that makes sense mm -hmm. and those are kind of being treated as two separate things because they 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 can't just put art corp city tiles and then just just wilderness without that looking weird and yeah. it does you know that's kind of what they do with lawville right they have a big wall around the whole place and that <laughs> makes sense in the context of lawville but it won't make sense when we come to the outskirts of of prime in terror yeah. and the other part is if you just generate the city you have the problem, what's the interior? What's the gameplay value? And if you go from the single colonial outpost brick and stack them onto each other, next to each other, they are already playable as intended. Now you just have to think about how can you expand on them. That's why I say this makes more sense. And before we talk about anything else, um, CIG, one big important thing for your cities, for your landing zones, get rid of the stairs. Final. Stairs? No more stairs, please. They're still going to have stairs. I don't know why you... <laughs> stairs are going to be everywhere. The problem is... Okay. The stairs they have don't make any fucking sense. But, yeah, it, it is so. These... Let, let's go with Lawville. Lawville is a city. Oh boy, oh boy. Uh, I fear the rework. It might be even worse. <laughs> um, so you can't go down to the train station without using stairs. Even if we account for the person's not caring for anyone who's disabled and can't walk, mm -hmm. how do you get your trolley with repair parts down there? How do you get your medic trolley down there to pick up someone who got who is unconscious same for the staircase up to the uh asoc terminal how you, do you get you know the answer i know the answer there's an elevator behind one of the locked doors yep wonka vaders baby <laughs> i mean I, I spent most i spent some of my week in london and i think um anybody visiting london will be surprised how many completely inaccessible places there are uh unless you you have stairs uh, if you can't if you cannot go across stairs it is 
uh, you know, for for a world city is uh, quite amazing. But I mean, to return to the planetary navigation yeah. topic, I think I think that there's um, it, it, to to sort of round out this conversation about like the layouts of places. It does allow them, even if this is the brute force way to do this, it does allow them to sort of go, okay, we've got this, we, we, the procedural um, placement, we've spat out a number of colonial settlements. And now we're going to have a quantum-enabled AI model of what they want from each other and what each one produces. And turn up the speed to a thousand and let them run for a year in their time and see which paths they actually use all the time and then make those roads. And that is the brute force way to do it. But that could give you very organic and believable road networks as part of your procedural generation, as part of as a sort of second order generation. And then that second order generation could inspire it then inspire the third order generation of well where you get the intersection of three roads that's where you'll then get another place which is a refueling station and i'm quite excited by the way that they could use the ai's map of the landscape to direct the second and third order procedural generations I'm not sure that Quanta would actually would actually work that way because I'm not sure that Quanta can actually track the terra terrain in that much of a detail to travel between two locations and recognize is this a hard route or not. No, what Quanta not- would what Quanta would be doing in that transaction is giving the um indicate giving the mission. Giving the the link of saying, okay, well, point A and point B, they need to do business with each other. Yeah. And then there's a line, and then whatever AI pathing is drawing that line. I'm gonna move on because we had a good. This is a good sure. conversation. Is anybody good this stuff? Yeah, we we got deep into it. It's good. Yes. Uh, um, I, I mean, I, using Navmesh would would be awesome. It's important to remember as well that like nav mesh is a, a huge deal because nav mesh being added to the game is more than it, it unlocks a lot a lot of different things other than just combat missions and it unlocks a huge a different amount of potential for pretty much anything. And uh, I was always thought thought oh well nav mesh is going to be limited to for its very specific area, but there was there was a discussion that they had recently about oh I think with those uh, stresses in live when they talked with them about nav mesh and they were basically like yeah it's it, it's a tool it can do anything. We can use this to, you know, do anything. Because people were were asking the questions, the right question, which is, yeah, nav mesh seems like it's only being built so that you can procedurally navigate around this certain area. Um, So, you know, we're not going to see AI wandering off into the wilderness and just never coming back. And the answer is, yeah, you could. They they said, yeah, we could could definitely do them. They could just wander. You could kite them as far as you want them to. It's just a matter of AI logic being saying at one point going, hey, this is dumb. I should go back. Um, so only sad thing is it's one of those unsung heroes again. People not recognizing what it means and being yeah. salty that there's no progress. I think they'll get excited once they start encountering NPCs in the the wilderness. Yeah, and I once think that that's quite exciting. Once they get killed in the reclaimer, <laughs> wreck and <laughs> who killed me? Yeah. Uh, especially if you go in the middle of nowhere and, and, and seeing them or having them come out of the woods while you're doing a mission. 
you know, or them attacking a base that you happen to be uh, building or whatever. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Jail, did you already go over? Yeah, you already went over your your thoughts on it, Zark. You did. I'll, I'll say the big thing is for me that would surprise me with 317.2 was the reinforcements. Something they've been talking about a long time, but there was no mention of it like recent until recently. The fact that they said, hey, we're going to try to add this to 317.2 is a big deal. Uh, because it means not just nav mesh, but it also means transportation. Like this is a step before NPC transportation and player to NPC and transportation, because it means that a NPCs can land ships onto planets and take off. Mm -hmm. It also means that NPCs can disembark from uh, from uh, from ships onto planets. Uh, so the only step at that point is just loading them back onto it. And we can already see with some of the bugs in 317.1 that if you park in a, a hangar, sometimes uh, AI will wander onto your ship and sit down in the seats. <laughs> uh, I will pop your bubble. Uh -huh. Reinforcements in my eyes does not mean that the, NPC, the NPCs will be able to land a ship and disembark. First of all, I am pretty sure they will crash the ship. That's that's what 317.1 says, or 317.2 says. They will land the ship, and they've actually been showing off the the ships coming down and disembarking. Yeah, the thing is, we all know how new things go. <laughs> they burn. And the second part is, I could actually see them being a bit cheap about it, so that maybe the ship comes down, lands, but the NPCs just spawn near the ship. Um, depending Maybe. on does it does it work on the big server, not just on the internal one, but on the server. I, I don't think we're going to see a situation where the ship comes down and then any I just randomly pop into existence next to the ship because we've seen them test this tech out as far back as 2019, I want to say, because it was shown off in the 2019 citizen of AI getting out of ships. Um, and uh, it seems like the issue at that point was not necessarily AI getting out of ships. It, uh, it was that nav mesh didn't exist. So AI getting out of ships wouldn't matter because they didn't know where they were unless they were in a, a specific scripted area. They could get out of ships. So it seems like they've had this tech in there for a bit, and now they're finally able to implement the tech properly in a gameplay form. So. Um, but we'll see. Because it, it, it's it's not a confirmed feature yet. It's just was leaked in one of the uh, one of the um, the patch notes. And uh, as someone who's experienced this in the past, a lot of stuff that gets put into Evocati may just be testing. It's not confirmed. It just may be to see, hey, does this work or not? If it doesn't work, they may not release it at all. So it could. Are change. the ships crashing or not? Yeah, exactly. Midnight um, Blacks in the in the uh, comments is saying, you know. Do you think they'll attack your ship if it's unoccupied? If you're around doing some dirty and you've left your ship unoccupied, do you think they'll go in the strafe it? And I think that'd be like certainly not in this patch. No. Certainly I don't think they'll be that smart yet. But I can see that being a, a thing. I don't think they'd come in and just bomb you because otherwise where's the gameplay fun? But mm. it you know, them flying over and taking some shots at your ship and so forth. You know, that that's oh. That's making it fun for you to then try and run back to your ship while they're trying to stop you and so forth. So the turrets of the bunkers shoot at your ship if you, even if you 
left it. So based on the same friend foe um, recognition, what the AI probably will have, I could say they might kill your ship. They do. They now. come down and they shoot it. They do now do that, but they've also said that. Um, I think in that same discussion when they were that that SCL that question was asked, will they attack your ship? And like landing forces apparently will not prioritize your ship; they will prioritize anything but you before they attack your ship. So like now you won't have someone like walking out of the a cutlass steel with a railgun and then just railgun your ship to death. It'll probably be more like yeah, um, fight you. Cut, cut, but, cutlass steel is coming, shooting your ship, landing. And your ship is uh, gone, or the turret of the Cutlass Steel is shooting yeah. your ship. I've I've had I've had because uh, now pirates spawn in atmosphere. I've had pirates take out my ship while I landed, you know, near a, near an yeah. outpost. So it's it's definitely possible. What I, I want what I want is my north by northwest moment of running along while oh, yeah, while being shot down behind. Yeah, or um, you know, like 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 Finn and Ray in um the Force Awakens when they're. They're running out to try and find a ship to get away, and they go for the quad jumper. Yeah, and they're running, and it shoots, and you know the blows ship blows up in front of them. That's that's the kind of stuff I would like to see. Personally. I'd like to see that too. I I, I don't think we're going to be there with this patch, but I think in the future no. we no. soon, because right now ships don't prioritize players; they should prioritize ships, but not players. So, uh, yeah. All right. Um, I think that's it for our discussion. I said it was going to be a little shorter today. We're going to move over into the questions and answer session. So uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. If you're watching this, thank you so much for watching. If you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, hit the like button. If you enjoyed this, comment down below your own thoughts about these topics. Make sure that you um, join us on Discord. And uh, uh, of course, go check out Jail um, and check out Jail's appearances on Lore Citizens. So if you want more Lore stuff, we do, we do that, that podcast every so often. And, um, yeah, like I say every time, hope to see you someday in the black.